once again on an episode of Elite Talk. I'm going to start with some breaking news. In the last few hours, it has been confirmed by All Elite Wrestling that they have officially signed Jimmy Havoc. Change the world. I don't know if you've heard of them, but soon you will. In 2019, I will be the first All Elite Wrestling Champion. Joey Janela, and I'm a bad, bad boy! I am already a champion! I'm Chris Jericho, and I am all in with All Elite Wrestling! Las Vegas, Nevada, at the MGM Grand Garden Arena! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome on and welcome all. My name is Martin and you are listening to Elite Talk exclusively on the Wrestling Newspaper Podcast. Thank you very much for taking time out of your busy schedules to listen to me talk all things Elite. On today's episode of Elite Talk, I'll be talking about the rumour from last night on AEW offering a big WWE superstar an offer because in the last hour there has been more on this story. I'll be discussing what we can expect from AEW's ticket party tomorrow night and a certain tweet from the MGM Grand Hotel and the latest details on the Lucha Bros contract with AEW. But first, once again on an episode of Elite Talk, I'm going to start with some breaking news. In the last few hours, it has been confirmed by All Elite Wrestling that they have officially signed Jimmy Havoc. For those who aren't too clued up, Havoc is a hardcore wrestler known for his promo and character work. He's huge in the British scene and can work a solid match. On the latest episode of the Road to Double or Nothing on Cody Rhodes' YouTube channel, it starts with Cody and Christopher Daniels watching a clip of Havoc and Cody says he wants to talk with him. Later on, All Elite posted on their Twitter to confirm Havoc is now an official wrestler signed to All Elite Wrestling. So, yeah, um... This is quite interesting news to wake up to. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to bullshit you. I'm not going to jive turkey. Uh, <laughs> fucking jive turkey. <laughs> I only know that that term is used in America. I don't know what it means. I don't know if I've just insulted anyone by using it. But I like, <laughs> I like it. I remember watching that Will Ferrell basketball film ages ago. And there's a scene where they just go off on jive turkey. And it's so funny. But uh, yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to... I'm not going to bullshit you. Um, I don't really know too much about Jimmy Havoc, to be honest. Obviously, I've heard of him for years. His reputation speaks for himself. Uh, he's known to be a hardcore wrestler. It, it looks like he's a uh, like new jack to ECW in the sense where he's he's never going to put on a five-star match, but he's character-wise. Um, he looks like a, a much better promo than new jack, I'll say that much. Um and maybe a bit more safer. I don't think it's. I don't think it'd be hard to be a bit more safer than new jack, but... Um, yeah, um, it sounds like it's going to be a good sign for AEW. I don't think they're going to be able to do this fucking staple of thumbtack thing week in, week out on TV. Uh, again, that's probably why I don't know a lot about Jimmy Havoc, to be honest. I'm not the guy to ask about Jimmy Havoc. Um, I know he's big on the British wrestling scene. And like I say, I have heard about him. I've just not sat myself down and watched a match of his. It's just I've never got round to doing it, unfortunately. Um, his character and his promo work looks fine, which um, intrigues me about him, maybe. But... Um, in general, I just think it's a good signing, or it looks like it's going to be a good sign anyway. But um, 
the hardcore wise thing it's probably just going to be saved for big events if that uh, but we'll see down the line but anyway yeah interesting news and it's it's a really good signing for Jimmy Havoc himself I don't think he were if he was ever going to be on WWE's radar I don't think he would have been used right anyway so yeah um, strong strong signing for him and for AEW anyway moving on last night the wrestling world was on fire with a fucking huge rumour making the rounds that AEW had taken the first big shot at WWE apart from signing Kenny Omega uh, <laughs> and had always lining up an offer for a major WWE superstar people were going nuts on Twitter saying that it was going to be AJ it was going to be Finn possibly even Nakamura uh, I personally sent out a tweet with four photos of AJ, Finn, Nakamura and Rusev. Not a lot of people jumped on the Rusev bandwagon, which I was quite surprised about. Um, but that got tons of replies. I woke up this morning and I had like fucking just tons of shit. I couldn't even reply to them all. So a big thanks to everyone who got involved in that conversation on that thread. Um, if you guys aren't following me already on Twitter, make sure to go ahead. My Twitter handle is at podcast one uh, I'm trying to break the latest news regarding AEW as fast as I can and a little bit of WWE stuff here and there. Uh, but anyway, in the last hour before I started recording, Sean Ross Sapp from Fightful.com has said the following. Quote, I'm not saying this person was offered an AEW deal. The guys at All Elite have said they are not tampering with any talent whatsoever. Their approach is fresh. And what this story is, is more than likely an agent coming out with this bullshit to work more money out of AEW, um, not AEW, sorry, to work more money out of the WWE. What I was told this afternoon was that Randy Orton has been openly discussing his willingness to speak with All Elite Wrestling. Hmm. Last night, I think it's a lot more interesting wise, story wise, than it is this morning. Last night, if it had ended up being confirmed later on down the line that it was going to be Finn, or if it was going to be AJ, or Anakamura, or even Rusev, or someone else, I think it would have held a lot more weight. Even if Randy has come out, which Sean Rossap is saying it's confirmed that Orton has been saying he is willing or has a willingness to speak to AEW, I think that just could be Orton showing WWE he's happy to leave. I don't think Orton is going to leave the WWE. Um, you think about all the copyright deals and all the merchandise deals that Orton has with WWE. Think about all the video games that this guy's on. And I'm not saying that it's impossible for him to leave WWE because of all this, but it makes it ten times harder. Um, Orton's a solid worker. We all know that. And Orton showing up on AEW would be good for AEW, I think, for the first six months. But then all of a sudden it just becomes Randy Orton again. And that's just my personal feelings towards it. I'm not saying that's how it's going to be. These fans could end up pushing Orton to the moon at All Elite Wrestling. Um, and obviously, Orton without a script, I think that could be quite fun to see, actually. I think I would prefer Orton in AEW. But in general, long-term-wise, again, AEW said they're not trying to build a company around these established WWE guys. They've never really... Apart from Cody, back when he was in WWE, uh, no one, elite-wise, has had a working relationship with Randy. Maybe Billy Gunn backstage, but that's for another story. So, it, it'd be a really weird signing. I think, like I say, again, not to sound like a broken record, I think it would be a good signing for All Elite. I think it'd be a good signing for Randy. I think that'd kickstart his career again. 
Um, I know he got stale a few years ago, and he's he's slowly getting his way back up to where um, where he thinks he should be. But I don't know. Maybe Orton is a bit frustrated because he isn't the top guy anymore. But again, Orton he's not any he's not getting any younger. He is getting to that age now where most guys start dropping out and doing less and less matches, start doing less and less pay per views. Obviously, you've seen Cena going out to Hollywood. Um, Orton isn't going that route. I know Orton's quite family orientated. He likes to focus on his wife. Um, and his kids, which is fine. Um, Orton's family, by the way, looks just fucking awesome. All the videos he always posts, it looks like that is a really solid unit. So I'm, I'm happy for Randy. Um, and if he was to sign with All Elite Wrestling, it'd be a much lighter schedule, which means he would have more time for his family. So yeah, it might end up being a good sign if it ends up coming to it. But me personally, I think last night it was a much more interesting story and I think it held a lot more weight. This just sounds like Orton has been going around saying, look, I'm happy to speak to AEW if they come, if they can afford me, which obviously they can do. Um, and that's it. You know, obviously, Orton, there's a chance... I don't even know when Orton's contract... Oh, no. I think it did shit... I think it did show on Fightful, Orton's contract, before. I didn't see it. Maybe it ran through to 2020. If you're, if Orton's got a contract till 2020... Then he's not going to be going anytime soon, is he? But regardless, I could I could just be talking drive turkey. <laughs> I really hope I'm not insulting anyone by saying that. But anyway, um, yeah, the, um, this story is interesting, obviously. And if it gets more behind it, we'll certainly see it later. And again, if Orton ever gets announced that he's even leaving WWE, even if it's not going to all elite, if he's just leaving in general, um, that would be something really interesting. I've just noticed here as well, I've not got any notes for this. Because this this literally went on the internet um, about half an hour ago. Let me just see if I can find it. I'm sure I wrote something down about it. I haven't. That's really weird that I haven't wrote anything down about that. But anyway, um, a little bit of breaking rumour news gossip, I guess. Um, apparently, there is very big concern, very major concern coming out from backstage in WWE that the Usos don't want to re-sign their contracts with WWE. Um, I put this out on my Twitter when I heard it quite recently. Um, again, it's really weird that I've not made a note about it. I must have just completely... I must have been focusing on all the other stuff. Um, yeah, so, again, there's, it, it's just been it's just been reported in the last... I'd say in the last hour, maybe, if that. So the moment I get more news about it or I see more news about it, I'll be sure to put it up on Twitter. Um, so that could be really interesting. Apparently, God, I should really have it loaded up for me. If you just give me two secs, I will find this story. Because um, the thing is, like, they're supposed to be an established team. Plus, I did actually see something. Uh, where am I seeing it now? Ringside News, that was it. Uh, I did see something that the WWE want to push the Usos back to being a f um, the big tag team on SmackDown because they've not been using WrestleMania as much as they should have been. But here we go. Major concern over the Usos possibly leaving the WWE. Um, is it Sean Ross Sapp? Yeah, Sean Ross Sapp from Fightful.com. Quote, I heard there has been some concern that they may not re-sign. Now, I don't know when their deal is up, but I just heard there is some concern backstage that they might not re-sign. That doesn't mean they are going to AEW, but it means that there is just some concern. 
So there's a bit of concern going around that the Usos might not re-sign with WWE. Um, just like the Orton news, again, these guys are established WWE guys. Obviously, you've got Roman, who, when he comes back, again, wishing him a speedy recovery. Uh, he's going to be the top guy as usual. So, are the Usos really going to jeopardise that and leave WWE? Um, again, I don't think there's much weight behind this, but if there's concern that they're looking at leaving, and especially with AEW saying that their big focus is going to be tag team, and obviously if they're, I'm not saying they're on the road with the Revival, but if they're around the Revival and they're saying, look, we're leaving when our contract's up because we're going to be putting on match of the year contenders with Bucks and fucking Lucha Bros and SCU and the fucking best friends... You're not telling me Usos are going to sit there and go, right, we'll tell you what, we'll sit here and wait for Sanity to eventually get used for two weeks and then go away in the shadows for three months. I, again, Usos, tag team-wise, they've done it all, apart from main event in WrestleMania. It's just like the Dean Ambrose thing. They've already done it all in WWE. You know, They've got the T-shirt, they've got the merchandise. Um, they've already been multiple, multiple tag team champions. They've revitalised their career by turning from face to heel. That is was a major push for them. Um... So, yeah, if they want a new challenge, and again, the Usos aren't exactly that old. They're still quite young. They can still go for it for at least enough, I'd say, between five and ten years, putting on, like, solid, solid, solid um, matches. And especially if they're going to eventually want to work with guys like the Young Bucks and Lucha Bros, they're not going to want to sign a new five-year deal with WWE, which means they're only going to end up facing the Bucks or Lucha Bros five years, six years, seven years down the line. They're going to want to try and jump on that now. So, unfortunately for WWE, this could be an actual thing. The Usos might be looking at it and going, look, in the next five years, we can't, apart from main event in WrestleMania, we can't do anything in this company that we haven't done already. And we want a new challenge. Um, and that's another thing that comes down to WWE. It's not a concern of them losing talent because they're not happy. It's a concern of them losing talent because there is some guys in the Fed that have done it all. Randy, Randy Orton has done it all. By far. Ambrose has basically done it all. Um, so unless you've got the younger guys like Rawlins, who are being told that, look, this company, we're going to pin a lot of stuff on your shoulders and you're going to be the guy we're going to run with. That's enough to keep them in the company. But when you've got guys like Orton who are seeing this, slowly seeing their way out, when you've got the Usos who are looking at it thinking, well, eventually Undisputed Era are going to come up and we could have matches with them guys, but they're going to end up taking us over. Um, and just like a lot, like the tag team division as well in WWE, how dwindling it is. Usos could look at it and go, in the next eight years, those are the next, those are the most critical years of our career. AEW looks like the place to be. So it's again, it doesn't come down to if WWE are using these guys right, which a lot of people think it comes down to. The, a lot of this is going to come down to how talent are going to feel towards it and how they're going to feel about their careers. But again, it's bridges they cross when they come to it. And I'm not going to lie, I'd love to see Usos leave WWE and go to AEW. It'd be a huge story. It'd be a great signing for AEW. Um, Usos, in the past few years, especially with the heel turn, have been in the top five or the top three tag teams in the world. And the matches these guys could put on at All Elite and on the independent scene as well um, would be fantastic and they'd be better than they would be in WWE because, like I say, apart from the tag teams in NXT, and I think the Revi- I think have they wrestled the Revival? If they have, I've, I've completely forgot about it. Um, there's no one else to wrestle in WWE. They've, they've done it. Like I said, they've done it all. So anyway, 
moving on from that story because again that's just a rumour at the moment um, tomorrow night is a ticket party for All Elite this is going to be streaming live just like the rally was so make sure you're up and watching just like I will because this is on at 2 o'clock in the morning so us in Britain are making the fucking effort so hopefully you guys in America will be for the All Elite while anticipation builds the MGM Grand Garden Arena retweeted All Elite's ticket party for All Before with the caption, the announcement you've all been waiting for. Now, this is obviously a hint towards Kenny Omega signing with AEW. But, I don't know, I'll, I'll get to it in a minute. I'll talk about it in a minute. So what can we expect from the announcement? As of today, we're probably going to see Jimmy Havoc in some capacity. Um, personally, I'd like to see him bump into Pac. Whether that's going to be on stage or even like a backstage confrontation that gets leaked onto social media, I think that would be fucking awesome. Uh, we're going to see new talent announced. I think a big portion of that um, is going to be the women's wrestlers at the moment. I know they've only got Brandy, Britt Baker, and Penelope Ford. And Brandy did say in a recent tweet that she is going to be bringing newly signed women with her, or that she should be signing. Uh, she should be bringing newly signed women with her. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, obviously, then you've got the um, guys like Hangman Page, SEU, MJF, Joey Janela. I expect Jungle Boy to be used, um, maybe set up a feud for him. It, they might even want to try and push him a little bit and do something cool where he ends up scaling up some shit and jumping off onto someone. That would be def that'd definitely get people talking about him. Um, unfortunately for... I don't, I don't know the guy's real name. I f it still feels weird calling him Jungle Boy. But unfortunately, when Jungle Boy was announced, the majority of people were like, you know, like, who is this guy? And that is totally acceptable. You know, AEW announced that they signed Pac. They've got guys like Hangman Page. Obviously, they've got guys with weight behind them in the sense of Cody in the books. And then for the first real announcement after the, um, the rally to be Jungle Boy, everyone was like, hold on a minute. It was that. So there wasn't a lot of hype behind it, really. But again, signing with AEW... It's given Jungle Boy a bit more of a name already. And if they were to do something with him tomorrow night, it'd get people talking. So that could be a possibility. Uh, also, this kid has a really big future ahead of him. You know, WWE were looking at signing him. So, you know, he's legitimate. I expect Kenny Omega to be there. Um, I actually expect Kenny to sign his AEW contract on stage. Um, it just seems like something those guys would want to do. And it would be cool as fuck. Um... But, man, with all this teasing of Kenny on being the elite and the tweet from the MGM hotel yesterday, something about this isn't sitting right with me. It all seems a bit too obvious. Like, we know now that Kenny Omega isn't just isn't going to the WWE. He's not, he's not going, right? And if he was to re-sign with New Japan, it wouldn't be that big of a deal because he's already signed with them. So... If Kenny comes out there, he signs his contract and then leaves stage, they basically just built up something we kind of already knew for months. And that really isn't the elite's way of booking things. It isn't their kind of humour. They don't like it to be obvious. They like to throw out surprises and curveballs. So for me, personally, I think tomorrow this big sign announcement is going to be something people aren't expecting, or at least a lot of people aren't expecting. Cause the majority of people are just expecting to be Kenny Omega, and that's fine. But I don't think it's going to be Kenny. I think it's going to be the person they're going to feud Kenny with. I think it's going to be someone who's on the same, not the same level as him, obviously. Kenny's on a level of his own right now, especially with this free agency shit. But you never know. 
Ibushi could end up coming out there and surprising Kenny and saying, I've not signed a contract in years. Um, this shows how confident I am with All Elite. And Ibushi signs right next to Kenny. How fucking cool would that be? The Golden Lovers signing the contracts right next to each other on the stage. That would be so fucking awesome. Um, also, I was thinking about it while I was making my notes before. Um, it could be Will Ospreay. Um, I tried to find details on Ospreay's contract and... The only thing I could find was in 2017, he told ESPN he had a couple of years left with New Japan and ROH. So, unless I'm dropping the ball, Osprey to AEW could be a possibility. And you're not telling me that he isn't a major signing. Um, again, if I've dropped the ball and Osprey signed like a recent contract, or people know that he signed to a contract with uh, New Japan or ROH in more recent terms, then I apologise for dropping the ball. But if not, it looks like Osprey could be a possibility. Um, I also know Marty Skrull is with ROH till April, but with the money behind AEW and no big plans for Marty and Ring of Honor, AEW could possibly pay an early release fee or at least pay some form of copyright fee to use Marty for the announcement. So that'd be cool if the villain showed up on stage. I think a lot of people would pop for that. Um, but until it's official from tomorrow, we just don't know anything. But for me, it seems too obvious that this major signing is going to be Kenny Omega. I understand he's the biggest free agent in wrestling today. Maybe that the Rev's ever been. I personally think it is. But just the build-up, it just seems a bit too obvious. But again, they might just be trying to pull in the casual viewer. So, who knows. But regardless, we'll probably see Chucky e. T and Trent. Maybe the Lucha Bros. I was going to leave this till last, but I might as well just say it now. Uh, according to Dave Meltzer, in regards to AEW, the Lucha Bros are on a pay-per-match deal. So, they'll get paid every time they show up for AEW because they are still contracted to Lucha Underground, unfortunately. So, it's basically a normal independent contract, but with the money AEW have um, and the fact that it is the Lucha Bros, it's probably going to be the best um, per-match deal there is floating around on the independent scene right now. So, they aren't exclusive to AEW. They will still work dates and bookings if they want. Until that Lucha Underground contract is over, these guys are basically freelancers. So it's basically what Kota Ibushi does. Um, if a company wants to use him, they can do. But obviously, because he's a well-known star or well-known name, it's going to be more money than what you typically pay for an independent wrestler. And that's going to be what AEW are going to be paying. Lucha, uh, not Lucha Underground, Lucha Bros-wise. And it's a shame, really, Lucha Bros have been tied into this Lucha Underground contract because we've heard guys that um, that aren't happy with these Lucha Underground contracts. There's been talks that a couple of people, I think Brian Cage and um, someone else, basically can't get out of their contracts until Lucha Underground either goes under or says it, it doesn't matter. And it's a bit, it's, it's, it is such a shame. Obviously these guys are still working, which is good for them. But in general, like for instance, Phoenix and Pentagon, they could sign with AEW and get so much money, so much money, but instead, I mean, Dave Meltzer said that the Lucha Underground contracts were, I think it was $750 per match, like, that's trash, um, it's really not good, so unfortunately these guys are contracted to Lucha Underground, um, until that goes under, or until the contract expires, um, I don't know when the contract expires, I could find more information about that out, but we'll see you later. Nothing like a nice purple cup of H2O. Um, but anyway, moving on. So we could see them, the best friends, a possible mention on the TV deal. I know that 
um, the TV stuff has come down to two big stations in America. Again, I don't know if TNT or TBS or whatever the hell they're called. I don't know if they're big or not, but apparently it's two big stations. So AEW might have decided that they want to go with someone and they might have said to them, we're going to announce it tomorrow if that's fine. So you never know, they might end up announcing the TV deal. We know that a lot of people are interested as to where they are going to be landing. It's not going to be the Pursuit channel, so <laughs> TNA don't need to be worried. Um, so yeah, that's going to be pretty exciting. We could get a glimpse at the heavyweight title. Um, Hangman Page alluded to it in the Jacksonville rally. And then when Pac came out, it basically looks like it could be Hangman versus Pac for the AEW title. Maybe Kenny comes in tomorrow and that would be pretty cool if he turns on Hangman and just says, look, the reason I signed with AEW over WWE was because these guys said that I'd be in the first ever AEW heavyweight title match. Uh, you're going to have to wait. So that would be pretty cool if it ended up being Hangman, Kenny and Pac, maybe. That would be awesome. Maybe even Cody, because I was going to run into this uh, for Cody's support. But even Cody could like say, well, I'm a vice president of the company, so I can put myself in. So that would be really good if it ended up being like a four-way match. Um, Kenny, because he's been promised it, versus Cody, because he basically runs the show, versus Hangman and Pac's in there as well. That would be that would be fucking awesome. But anyway, that's fantasy booking. And then moving on to this little point before I close it off. Um, Cody's opponent has been teased in the last two episodes, or the only two episodes, should I say, of the road to double or nothing. So there's a possibility that we can end up seeing someone sign with AEW tomorrow. That is pretty big. Um, I don't know if Nick Aldis can sign for anyone just yet. I don't know how his contract works out. Um, but... There's a possibility someone could sign tomorrow that could be Cody's opponent for double or nothing. Um and if there's gonna be an opponent for Cody at double or nothing, they're gonna be they're gonna be pretty big. So um I'm expecting to see at least apart from Kenny, I'd say at least one or two more other like big, big signings. Um I think we'll see quite a lot of new signings. There'll be a few surprises. We might even get a glimpse of the OWE guys from China. That'd be cool. Um but in general, yeah, it's just like the um, it's just like the rally. The first the rally, the first time around, it's going to be exciting. Um, a lot of people are going to be talking about it. A lot of people are going to be tweeting about it. And it, like I say, I'm excited to stay up for it. I'm going to get my bag of popcorn. I'm going to get a little bag of ra chocolate raisins. It's going to be good. I'm going to have a little uh, AEW party to myself. It's going to be exciting. Feeling like WrestleMania. Um, but anyway, guys, that's going to do it for me. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Thank you very much for staying around for any or all of it. Remember, do not forget to follow me on Twitter at AEW Podcast One, and I will catch you next time.